Hello, welcome to K1 and K2, thinking upward, pressing onward. Today we have a fun topic to talk about. We're going to talk about books, because who doesn't like books? I like books. Yeah? Well, Colton, tell me what you've been <coughs> reading lately. Oh, okay. So every morning before work, um, I sit down at breakfast at the island in the kitchen, and my Auntie Lynn was kind enough to plop down... Um, I think it's called New Evidence That Demands a Verdict. It's this huge, beefy, like, imagine the King James Bible in all yeah. its glory. <laughs> Multiply that by two. Oof. Just beef. And and it's all... Ten point font. Um, it's not too bad. Maybe, maybe <laughs> 12, maybe. But uh, it's like all this evidence um, for the Bible. And uh, hard, it's like, you know, hard, like... Um, talks about witnesses, um, non-biblical sources, loads of that. Um, just examines everything about the Bible um, from a very like secular, scientific point of view, um, or even um, retrospective. So, like sort of the like the cold case homicide detectives do. Okay. You know, you go back and look at witness testimonies. And, um, yeah, but just really interesting. I've just been poking along through there, and it's it's an interesting read. So I get to read that like for ten minutes every day before work. Solid. Yeah, it's cool. I bet your mind's growing. I can see your head starting to swell. Uh, like. Yeah, well, <laughs> just normally that big. So, yeah. Okay. How about you? Yeah. So uh, I just finished a book. Man, it was a page turner. Um, mm-hmm. called Into Thin Air. John Crocker book, um, mm. just uh, a solid uh, journalistic uh, perspective of um, John Crocker as part of a expedition that went up Everest in 1996, mm-hmm. which at the time was like the worst uh, Everest disaster in terms of how many people died. And mm-hmm. he was on that expedition and told it from a, a very journalistic, here are the facts. And man, some of the stories of the people in that uh in that disaster and just their endurance and um fight to survive and also some tragedy mixed in and Mm -hmm. man it was it was a good book um and then uh before that book i was actually reading one um when we first recorded this episode that has since been erased (laughs) due to our technological inefficiencies but uh nevertheless uh, i was reading a book called uh and the mountains echoed by khalid husseini i probably botched that pronunciation but great book i love that author he just has a great way of tying in human emotion and it's just like really awful circumstances Mm -hmm. and then um finishing with a just a glimmer of hope um but not you know tie everything together with a bow mm-hmm. i feel like it's a very relatable story um it takes place in the middle east and a part of the world i don't know much about afghanistan um so yeah that one was a good one too so um those are a couple that i've read recently that uh were really really good so mm-hmm. yeah um, hopefully in the comments afterwards and you can tell us what you guys are reading because love to hear it, but we'll, uh, keep moving here. Um, so, uh, kind of the next thing I want to explore here is, uh, 
is well first if you want to give a snippet of why why read why do you read why should i read what do you think Mm. give me your best shot um, well, reading is a little bit more than staring at squiggles on paper and hallucinating for hours on end. Um, yeah, I, well, you know, um, there's all kinds of different reasons to read, like for fiction, um, there's so much to learn from other people's stories, even when the other people's aren't real. Um, we can take away something precious or even sort of look at a window into, into ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Nonfiction is great. We can learn about history. We can learn about, um, well, you know, like I'm doing like uh, evidences for, you know, supporting the truth of different topics or exploring the falsity of different topics Mm. or just looking at the sciences or the arts or, you know. Um, Yeah, it's it's a great big world out there and reading is a huge part of how we learn. Um... Because telling telling stories or using words is a huge part of what we are as creatures. Yeah, so I, I think it's... I, I see reading a little bit as, you know, it's the, the poor man's airline ticket. Like, <laughs> you know, you can, go, you can go anywhere in the world. You can explore any period of history through books and through stories. And it, it transports you to, to a different world. And gets uh, a different perspective, different ideas. I think it's good to read things that you don't always agree with Mm -hmm. um, to just explore other people's training of thought. You can get into the mind of all these great authors and thinkers throughout history um, down through the ages. So I think that's one of the reasons I read is, is I just... You know, you, you can just learn so much for it from it. You know, I mean, we should be creatures who are constantly learning. I think that's important. Um, yeah, totally. And and so I, I used to be really into big into more um, nonfiction, especially like philosophical or theological kind of books, and those are great. But lately, I've been more into novels, and I think the reason for that is just narrative in stories I feel like I remember better than just ideas and thoughts because Mm -hmm. narratives and stories tie an idea and a thought into a narrative you remember the narrative Mm -hmm. you'll remember the the thoughts that come with it Mm -hmm. um so I've been more there um lately but um kind of like you were talking about um curious uh, what you think um and this is could be and probably will be a whole episode at one at one point in time or another here on the mm-hmm. channel. But talk a little bit about the power of story. I know you mentioned we're we're creatures that relate to story. What uh, what do you see is the power that stories have? Yeah. Um, well, stories have been around as long as we have, for sure. Um, and I think. Yeah, that's evidenced in oral traditions as well as um, all the other stuff we've dug up over the years from cave paintings to cuneiform tablets. Um, stories, um, stories are relatable. They help us relate to each other or to people in wildly different circumstances or cultures mm-hmm. um, or different struggles or similar struggles. Um, yeah. Yeah, you really see how people 
are more alike than we sometimes think. We, yeah. We have common themes in our mm-hmm. lives and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even um even sometimes almost stranger than than we give ourselves credit for like uh you know, one one could say, you know, perhaps we have not met aliens, but we've met the strangers and they are us. Like mm-hmm. um there's so much to explore in the human story and the human psyche that um, we dig through through narratives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think stories are relatable because every single person who ever lived is writing a story and they're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And we like stories because they have an ending. Our lives as of yet, hopefully, <laughs> aren't at the end or don't have the end. Um but it, 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 it makes us think about how we live out our own lives and our own stories and how our life is a story mm-hmm. um, and how and what we use that story for. Um, and I think, yeah, this you hit it on the head. Like, stories have been around since, since humans have been around. And um, I think there's just that power and in relatability and especially because we are our social beings and and we like to to listen from other people's stories and lives and experiences i think there is one more thing though Mm -hmm. um i think one of the reasons that stories are so powerful is because they reflect something Mm -hmm. um well they reflect many things they reflect us or the world or trauma or victory but there's something bigger that they reflect, and I think that is that is the story of creation, meaning history. Mm-hmm. Um, stories show us back the world in a, a way that we we know or we believe is true, but sometimes it's hard to see in everyday life, like when you're living the nine to five, you know, waking up and going to work. Um, that stories are a clue. They're pointing us towards something, mm-hmm. something that is real, something yeah. that is part of us and something that is happening around us. Um, and some of the, yes, yeah, one of the, the big, uh, how to say, um, not drawbacks, but one of the ways that storytelling has fallen is sometimes we let ourselves get so wrapped up in the fantastical. Mm-hmm. or the entertaining mm-hmm. that we abandon the story that we're actually a part of now mm-hmm. um the real story history mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know yeah. that was just something yeah that's like... a good point um so i mean talking about stories what uh what books what stories have been influential what authors or or books do you want to shout out on the show Man. Um, <clears throat> so for me, I'm a huge fan of C.S. Lewis. And, mm. um, right on. Yeah. And some, some people, it's so interesting. Um, a, a lot of folks I have heard have said, oh, like C.S. Lewis, like, okay, yes, we understand, but, you know, he's so overquoted. <laughs> or uh, <clears throat> C.S. Lewis, you know, yeah, that's great, but he also believed in purgatory. So, as you know, any reasonable, um, uh, you know, non non Catholic, you know, we should obviously just ignore him and look for other authors. But 
Um, I love C.S. Lewis because he he's very logical. Um, he digs deep into the human condition, I think, as it is. Um, and he lays out very sensible arguments and very sensible narratives exploring who we are and why we are the way we are. Hmm. Um, he is very artistic in his style. He can has a bit of bite or spice sometimes, <laughs> and then at other times he's just very cool and, and calculating in what he says. But I... I'm a big C.S. Lewis fan. Um, so aside from all his stuff and obvious other um, authors to appreciate, like J.R.R. Tolkien, um, well, my my favorite books ever, and it's so funny because I always said, like, how could I ever have a favorite book? Like, that's ridiculous. But then, oh, I, I found mine. Um, so there's a, a trilogy by a guy named Calvin Miller, um, it's called the Singer Trilogy. And so the first book is the singer, the second book is the song, and then the third book is the finale. And they're a poetic retelling of, in this order, the Gospels, hmm. the Acts of the Apostles, and hmm. Revelation. Um, and the, it's just some of the most beautiful prose. Hmm. Um, you know, it's told as a story, and it is poetry, but it's not like it always rhymes. Um, and it's just, it feels so vibrant and alive and freeform and yet, um, real and identifiable and, and the characters are, are present and it's, it's just, it's very potent. It's very beautiful. Um, and reading it, I, I'm amazed. Like I could not go back and make a single sentence mm -hmm. better. And that blew me away because often you read a book and you're like, oh, you know, is that how I would have said it? Or could I say it a different way? Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's so beautiful and so well done um, that it became, it became my favorite book ever. Um, so those, yeah, those are two examples I'd give. How about you? Yeah, I know you've, you've mentioned that one before. I'll definitely have to read it because, yeah. Um, can, uh, yeah, so there's a few I wrote down and of course there's so many um, but, uh, for different reasons, one of the books I always talk about frequently in discussions, Bible studies, what well, you name what, uh, is You Are What You Love, I think is by James K.A. Smith, if that's right. Um, great book on developing habits and how habits actually transform your life in, in, a, in a sense um, habits identify what you value in life. Um, and mm -hmm. so making habits that, you know, if you, if you want to value something in life, you have to make habits that revolve around that thing. Yeah. And so whether that's, um, you know, as a Christian, I want to value Bible reading, prayer, um, scripture memorizations, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and so it's developing a habit and putting those into my daily routine, just like exercise and eating well and different things like that, valuing sleep, um, yeah. you know. So those are a great book, definitely worth checking out. Um, another book I'll reference often, if you know me, is Into the Wild, um, <laughs> book so by true. John Crocker, another book by him. I, I referenced him at the beginning, but... Uh, yeah, this book I just, I love, um, I first read it in, I think, my junior year of college um, and, and did a 
psych- psychological analysis on the main character, but I do like in in my field of of psychology and social work, I do like uh, kind of getting into the main character's mind. If you don't know the book, it's about a guy who basically runs away from home essentially after he graduates college, lives a, a vagabond life on the road, eventually dies in Alaska. Um, and, and by no means do I praise everything uh, he did. I think there's a lot of errors he made, but I think one of the things that I'm drawn to and I relate to is just living a life that's not defined by societal expectations all the time yeah. and, and realizing that there are other paths and other alternatives to take than just what everyone else thinks is the best path or the American dream or so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he, he made a lot of errors. I mean... Um, but I, I'm drawn to him in that sense. Um, and then finally, um, a great book in, in, in regards to story is The Things They Carried. Um, I think it's Tim O'Brien is the author. Um, it's about the Vietnam War. And it's, I, I love it because of how he describes story. He basically says there's, there's stories in the sense of how it uh, an event actually happened in history and then there's the true stories which is how we interpret them Mm -hmm. or how we view that story essentially and how we retell that story because it's not often what happened factually but how we in the moment experienced it psychologically Mm -hmm. um so and and it takes place in the Vietnam War, obviously a, a terrible event in in history, and um, just his his take on the stories and the events, what happened, and how he tells them um, from his point of view is uh, just masterful storytelling. Mm. Um, final one I'll bring up, and then I'll be done <laughs> is uh, Tim Keller's Every Good Endeavor. If you um, want a good book on work and the importance of work but also you know a a real just real good vision of how we should view work not as something that should be utopian and finding the perfect job not something that should be just you know drudgery and and just trying to get through um I won't go into much detail with that one, but it's another one I want to shout out because that's one I I love as well. Um, But yeah, I know we try and keep these to 15 minutes. We probably went a little over, but uh, we're going to wrap up. Um, Get into some books. Let us know what you guys are reading. Um, Any final words, Kelton? No, thanks for tuning in to K2 where we're thinking upward and pressing onward. I'm Kelton. This is Keaton. We'll catch you guys later. Adios. Thank you.